I'm Sarah Rose, and this is the Mind Body Academy podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think yourself slim. It's not brain surgery, and I promise you can do it too. Listen in to find out how. What's up, everyone? There's been so much construction outside my window. (laughs) You know how it is. You sit down to do something and the world interferes with your plans to do it. But hey, we're making it happen and here we are. I have so much that I want to say to you today. But before we get into all that, I don't know if you need to hear this today, but I need you to know that no matter how things look or appear to you right now, that everything is working out. What makes everything so complicated is doubting that statement, that everything is working out exactly as it needs to right now in your life. And I'm telling you this because I needed to remind myself of this as much as you might need reminding of this too. The thing that lots of us overlook is that we are healthy and abundant in so many ways that transcend the physical and the material. Our minds try to tell us otherwise, right? But we are not our minds. You are not your mind. You are the force behind it. Many of us don't even realize the power that we have to direct our minds and to tell ourselves what to think and what to focus on. But this realization, reminding ourselves of this, is what has the power to bring us the peace and the freedom that we crave Honestly, (laughs) I have not been having the easiest time lately, but one of my friends gave me such good advice that I think you need to hear it too. And it made me rethink what I wanted to cover with you in this episode. So today I want to talk to you about what I call the happiness trap. It's something we all fall into, including me, of course. The happiness trap is the belief that it should be our goal to be happy all of the time (laughs) and that something is wrong if we are not happy. For pretty much everyone, this belief fuels an undercurrent of anxiety that something always needs to be fixed or improved for everything to be okay. And it leads to a perpetual sense of not enoughness and a whole lot of self-improvement shame, trying to improve ourselves and then feeling like we're always coming up short of our own expectations that we ourselves are setting for ourselves or what we believe other people's expectations of us are. It's the lie we tell ourselves that if we were just to achieve a new weight or a new bank balance or that new shiny thing, then we could finally be happy. It leads us to hide and play small and to juggle a whole lot of justifications and entitlement. And it just feels blamey and victimy. It usually leads us to withhold happiness from ourselves. Kind of funny, right? How we do that. (laughs) We're like, the goal is to be happy. So let me make myself as miserable as can be until I achieve the thing that I think will make me happy. But in the end, it lasts like five seconds. So here's the thing. We get good at what we practice. Okay. So if you're always withholding happiness from yourself, and you're trying to achieve your goals miserably, like even if you achieve a bigger bank balance 
or you achieve fitting into a skinnier pair of skinny jeans, you think you're going to be happy then? Pardon my French, but fuck no. (laughs) Happy is a feeling. It's an emotion and our emotions change. No feeling is final. So an emotional state is never something that we achieve. It's not an end goal. It's only something that we can get good at generating for ourselves. Happiness as an end goal is always going to be a moving target. It's always going to feel elusive, like it's getting away from us. The whole carrot and the stick situation (laughs) where it's dangled in front of us and it feels like it's just right there that we should be able to do all these things and yet we're not doing them. We're not creating that life that we believe we should be able to give ourselves. And we feel like we're working so hard and it's so much effort and it's just right there, but always out of reach. And if we don't know how to manage our minds, then we're always going to be governed by our emotions and we're going to regulate our internal state with external things, expecting those things to fix how we feel and in a lasting way, but it never does, right? It leads us to think that thinness means happiness or that money means happiness. And that kind of thinking leads to so much mental unhealthiness that I think we really need to talk about it, right? Because there's a distinction there that needs to be made where it comes down to the difference between being emotionally healthy or happy, right? And how those two things are connected and interrelated, but actually different. Because we tend to conflate the two and look at them as one and the same. Wanting better emotional health is not the same thing as wanting to be happy all the time. Phrased that way, I think you can already hear the difference. I want you to think about whether you would say that you are emotionally healthy. Notice how you define that for yourself because a lot of people just go off of whether they feel generally happy or not. We don't tend to know how to differentiate being happy from emotional health. We spend so much time trying to make ourselves more physically attractive and well-off to be happy that we forget the importance of being mentally attractive and mentally well. Our mental health is usually the first thing that we sacrifice in the name of making ourselves happier. We don't even recognize ourselves doing this. It all flows from our beliefs about what is required to live a happy life for us to feel happy. And when we don't meet those requirements, we usually are really hard on ourselves and demanding of the people around us. It usually is experienced as pressure, as being under pressure, and it feels very justified, like it has to be that way. But we all have something going on. And... I know that sometimes on the wrong day, when you hear me say, usually at the beginning of my podcast, that it's a good day to have a good day, sometimes it's going to bother the hell out of you. You're not going to want to hear that because you're focused on the negative, right? Those boxes that need to be checked off so that you feel like you've had a good day just aren't going to be checked off. And so when you hear that, you're just going to want to call it a wash and label it a bad day when things feel like they're going to shit. We've all had those days and you're not going to want to look for the good. You're going to be looking to make yourself right about having a bad day. We are so attached to being right in that way 
that we overlook the goodness that's right there that does create this access to happiness, not on the other side of some achievement or acquirement, but right here, right now. So you have to find something else positive when you're feeling negative. You have to balance the negative out. Looking for the positive is not the same as looking to make yourself happy. The positive is the contrast that makes the negative purposeful and workable. Most of us are so stopped by the negative in our lives because we believe we should be happy and only happy. It just doesn't serve us to think like that. Think of negativity as a paper cut. Okay, You get a cut on your finger and all your attention floods the finger. It happens to all of us, right? We all get these surface wounds. And the attention contracts around what appears to us as painful or negative. So when we open the attention back up to the entire body, or to our entire life, to our entire day, the experience starts to appear really differently to us. If we pretend there's no cut and everything's good, we're just lying to ourselves, so we shut off our reflex to care and to do something about it. And if we just focus on the cut, we're just in the pain. We're just in pain. The awareness has to include the good and the bad. Things happen to us, but there's a larger frame there that we forget about. All of the bad just has to be balanced out with the good. All of the unhappiness with the happiness that still exists, but sometimes is so eclipsed to the point that it seems like joy no longer exists in our lives. And so we forget all about what is okay and what is already working right now. You have to balance out your life by how you direct your focus, by how you choose to think about your life. It takes real mental training to be able to do this, and this is not something we are readily taught anywhere. That's why I believe so much in the value of coaching. And why I do what I do. That is how you take your power back over any situation that you're facing. That is a choice that you get to make. And I don't know what you personally are going through right now. I don't know whether you feel mostly happy right now or mostly not. I don't know what that balance is for you. But it is a balance. A balance of positive and negative of happiness and unhappiness. It's not an either or, it's an and. And in order to generate happiness for yourself, you have to be willing to feel unhappy. The more you fight feeling unhappy, the more unhappy you make yourself. It's kind of funny how it works that way, but the access to more happiness in your life is through the unhappiness. Really processing that through being willing to look at it and understand it so that it can transform into something different. I understand that without the money you want, without the relationship you want, without the body you want, it probably doesn't feel very positive in your life right now. I have been there in all of those areas, but being negative is never what creates a positive result. The worse you feel, the worse it gets. The more imbalanced that equation gets, the more thrown out of whack it is, right? it won't get better because of how you end up proceeding, of 
how you show up. You can't be so hard on yourself. You're not going to get through it by being hard on yourself. But that's what we do when we're in the happiness trap. Instead, you have to accept the situation. Okay, I'm not making the money I want to be making. Okay, I don't weigh what I want to weigh. I'm not losing the weight. Whatever it is for you, you just acknowledge what you feel your truth is right now in that moment and you agree with it. You say, okay. Whatever it is for you, right? You have to accept it. And that's when you can find solutions. If you fight the situation, you're not focused on solutions. You only create more problems. The problem won't solve itself. So just paying attention to the problem doesn't give you the access to the creativity to go to work on a solution. The only way it gets better is if you accept it and say, okay, so this is what it is and what is my next step? You say, what can I do to make myself financially better off? What can I do to make myself physically better? Whatever it is that you want to change. But you have to be realistic with yourself. Right? You have to. You have to push yourself through your desire to be happy according to that criteria that you have in your mind right away. You have to make it doable and achievable so you can live from the end result as if it's here now, as if it's as good as done in your mind. Not you should be able to do it or you want to do it, but that you've decided to do it. And whatever you decide is how you have to show up for that today, that you are able to do that and follow through in a way that corresponds to the result that you want. It's not an easy task. I agree. That's why coaching as an industry has really taken off. You look at other people and it seems like they're doing so much better, but they're not, okay? Everyone has a hidden struggle. Some people are just more focused on the opportunity and on the possibility. So that's what they're doing and they're not so stopped by their emotions when they don't feel happy. It's okay if you don't feel happy, but you don't have to Make yourself feel unhappy because you're unhappy about where you are or whatever you have going on. It's that double layer of negativity, of feeling negative about the negative that makes us feel so stuck in unhappiness. That's the happiness trap that most of us can't get ourselves out of because we're in so much resistance about being unhappy. What if you were to die tomorrow? you're going to be asking yourself, like, why did I worry? I'm not saying you're going to die, right? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) just to be clear. But think about your problems through that lens. How much energy are you wasting thinking about it? I know it's hard to digest this, but disconnect yourself from the problem, from the money, from the weight, whatever it is. Money doesn't make you happy. Your weight doesn't make you happy. You think Kylie Jenner is happy? Nobody is truly and always happy. Happiness doesn't depend on shit. (laughs) It only depends on how you process your shit. You rob yourself of your happiness from your attachments. From being so attached to that mental checklist you have about what you have to check off before you allow yourself to feel happy 
or to feel the way that you want to feel in your life. And that isn't always going to be happy. If you want to be happy, if you want to access more well-being for yourself, you're going to have to learn how to detach yourself from all of the things that you are so latched onto, so hooked by. You have to take a step back and relax. You have to say, my weight is my weight right now. Right now. Okay, for right now, this is what it is. My finances are my finances. It's okay. Breathe in, breathe out. When you learn how to detach, you land right back into reality and you can live freely from there. You're free. You have to learn how to accept and move forward. Especially learning how to accept the things that you can't control and stop wasting so much energy trying to change what isn't changeable so that you can redirect your focus towards changing what is. And so in doing this, you have to learn how to pull back. Pull back from what you believe having more money will do for you or weighing something different will do for you. You're taking a careful step back from the cliff that is your imagination. (laughs) Right? That dark hole, that wormhole in the back of the mind that we suck ourselves back into that feels more real than the truth. You have to tell yourself that it's a good step in doing this and gaining some perspective. That's going to help you go through what you're going through right now. You're taking that step to take care of yourself and to prepare yourself. A lot of us resist that slowing down and that strategic step back. It's out of the comfort zone to do that. Where you are is where you know. So stepping back to the side in front of you, You don't know what that feels like yet. And that's what keeps you where you are. Your unwillingness to feel the emotion required of you taking a step back or taking a step forward, that's what's what's keeping you where you are. Your unwillingness to process the difficult emotions that are part of your experience right now. It's easier to blame yourself or to blame your circumstances for the way that you're feeling. But you can fight it all you want. Get get angry at the wrong things, the unfair things, and it's not going to fix it. It's not going to make it fair. It's not going to prove anything. You have to accept the circumstances that you're presented with. Not blame them on yourself, not shame yourself for them, or blame or shame anyone else around you. But just take a real look at that. You can't take care of the problem until you take care of yourself. That's how you gain ownership over the circumstances that you're presented with. You start where you are with who you are. Who do you want to show up as in the midst of the circumstances that you're facing now? With the body you have now, with the bank account that you have now, in the relationship that you have now. It doesn't happen overnight to be able to do this. To make that decision around how you want to show up. It's something you have to redecide again and again. And you get better at making the kind of decisions that take you forward and that allow you to be the person you want to be, handling the circumstance in the way that you want to be handling it. So that you can pivot 
and move yourself towards changing that circumstance. But you don't need the circumstance itself to change, to change the way that you feel about the circumstances that you've been presented with. And that's what's important to understand because that's the happiness trap. Thinking that if you just control all of your circumstances, a lot of which are outside of your circumstances, then you'll be happy. But then you're always waiting for something outside of yourself to happen in order to give yourself permission to feel good. And so that becomes that endless pursuit of happiness. It just takes consistent effort to train ourselves to generate our capacity for well-being. And sometimes that looks like happiness and sometimes that looks like peace and sometimes that looks like freedom or whatever other feeling. It's not always happiness. But you just breathe it in. Whatever you're feeling and experiencing right now. Right? Whatever you have going on as a circumstance that you're being presented with right now, there's nothing you can do about it anyway in this moment when you're stressed out of your mind. So you just got to chill. Things are going downhill. At one point, you just have to catch yourself going down that hill, rolling away. (laughs) And you got to pull back and say, I'm not going to go down with it. You just have to stop yourself. You have to catch yourself when you're pulling your own self down. Not follow the flow, the momentum that you feel like the direction of your life has taken. You've got to decide the direction of your life by your decisions and your focus. One of the biggest banana peels (laughs) that people slip on on the way to creating the life that they want to create for themselves is fragmenting their focus. Your mind is ultimately what determines what your results will be. I know it feels like it's what your actions are that determines your results, but really what determines your actions What determines your actions is how you're thinking and feeling. You have to mind your mind. If your mind is all over the place, your results are also going to be all over the map. That might not be true in all areas of your life. That might be in one specific area. You have to start to notice that. If you're beating yourself up so much that you have no energy and you're not doing anything or you're not doing what you need to be doing consistently... You have to become aware of that and decide that enough is enough. It's not serving you to do that. It's not helping you access more solutions to be putting so much pressure, to be punching yourself in the face in within your head, within your own mind, right? What's going on in there? <laughs> you're giving yourself an invisible black eye. A lot of you are doing this and you're not even recognizing that you're the one doing this. And we all have our shit. We all have our difficulties. I also get scared. I also get stressed out about all kinds of things, finances, relationships, the relationship I have to myself, to my body, all of it. But eventually you have to be onto yourself and recognize that your problems, they start in your head. They start with how you are thinking about the circumstances you're presented with in your life. And that's also where they can end. I think that's the good news. A lot of us think they end outside in the reality of our lives, but they begin with the reality in our minds because our reality is mediated by our thoughts. 
we think a lot of the time that we're experiencing reality, but in fact, we're experiencing our thoughts about reality. So what makes reality workable is the way that we're thinking about it. When you're in your head, you can't change your outside circumstances, not in a way that's lasting and meaningful. That's why it's so important to keep your head up and have a good head on your shoulders. That's where that work of going in and cleaning up your thinking, of really creating visibility on what's going on inside that head of yours is so important. Fuck money. (laughs) Fuck what it says on the scale. Big fucking whoop. There are much bigger things. Your goal needs to be to reverse the negative and to turn it into an opportunity to come balance out the negative, which is a part of this human experience, which is a part of growth and evolving. And you rephrase it into the positive. You create that contrast for yourself in your life. Whatever comes into your head, you need to accept it and convert it into something that feels more positive right away. You're thinking to yourself, I'm a loser? No. I just had a couple of unsuccessful attempts. What's the facts of it? What's the truth of it? How can you rephrase it differently? Reinforce the positive over the negative. Those are just two interpretations of what happened, of what you're experiencing. So you find a statement of the facts that's equally true to what your brain is offering you and that also feels better than the way that you're stating it to yourself now. You have to take control of the narrative or the narrative will get away from you. It will feel like it's outside of your control. But it's always within your control to decide how you're interpreting what you're presented with. And that will determine what the natural conclusion will be because it will determine how you show up in your life. It's your hero's journey. It's your journey that you're taking yourself on to get yourself to where you want to be. There's a lot of negativity in the world, especially right now. We're crying over money, but I think it's important to recognize that there are problems on an even bigger scale. feels like our biggest problems right, are so, so big. Tell someone dying of cancer that you have a money problem or that you have a weight problem. Right? That's where money loses power. That's where the things that have such a hold over us lose their power. It doesn't matter how much you weigh or how much money you have when your days are numbered. And guess what? None of us know what the number is, but it is numbered for all of us. All you should care about is your mental health. Your mental health is the most important thing. It determines everything about how you experience your life and how you create your life. And if you're not creating your life, you're reacting to it. How you put yourself in a position to be creating your life is by directing your mind. So what are you waiting for to make yourself experience more of the emotions that you want to experience in your life? To experience happiness on a greater scale, not the lack of it. More of the knowing that it's available, that you can generate it for yourself. And a different number in your bank account or on the scale, is that really what you need to wait for 
until you make yourself happy, all of those things are what they are. It is what it is. So now what? When you accept what is in your life the way it is right now, then new things can arrive in your life. A lot of us tell ourselves that we gave it everything. We were giving everything our best shot. Done it all. We gave it our all. But did we really? Sometimes when we think we gave a lot, we have to think about it from a third-person perspective. To be honest with ourselves. See yourself really truly in how you showed up and what you were willing to do and how you handled things. It's just a matter of separating yourself out of the equation. To look more specifically at the facts, at the math of what you did. Because there's so much that we're unwilling to tell ourselves because we're in that energy of feeling like we have to justify ourselves. And that's the mechanism our brain has to allow us to feel better. But sometimes we have to allow ourselves to feel exactly how we feel so that we can open up to the experience of truly feeling better. Not telling ourselves something to distract ourselves away from the way that we feel, but to face it, go through it, and to be changed by it. Shit happens. Life happens. There's absolutely no point in being so hard on ourselves for all of the shit that happens, for the way that life happens. There's no upside to that. Is that helping you figure your shit out? No, right? (laughs) How much do you have to make to be absolutely happy? How much do you have to weigh to be absolutely happy? What is the criteria that you're giving yourself? Because whatever number you have in your head, that can easily become everything for you. It can be what you're fixated on, what you're frustrated by. But life is still happening. And that, that is everything. So how long are you going to wait to be happy? How much life are you going to take away from your days instead of adding life to your days? Instead of beating yourself up for not being at your goal, stop arguing with why you didn't make your goal, why you haven't achieved it yet, and demotivating yourself. Instead of looking for the opportunity that exists, for the possibility that everything is still possible, that everything is still achievable, to move yourself in that direction. You have to change your mindset, and that's it. If you're already thinking that you're not going to make your goal, or even thinking about what your goals in life might be for yourself, what is that life that you want to be living, you won't. That's not the winner's pitch. To keep it all abstract, to not even set goals, to tell yourself you can't, or that you should be able to, but you can't for XYZ reason. Thinking something is impossible is what creates it as impossible. Because you're not looking for ways to make it possible. The modern day world is full of landmines for your human brain. It is filled with false pleasures that are actually fillers. Fillers for what actually matters to you in living a meaningful life. What I mean by this is that, you know, when we feel stressed, feel bad, instead of making ourselves feel better or looking to solve 
the root cause of our problems to feel better in a purposeful way, we seek relief from food and spending and sex and distractions. We tell ourselves that those things are what are making us happy in our lives. But when we take a step back from those things and ask ourselves whether our lives make us happy, and then we recognize that we feel miserable, lacking, because instead of working on our lives, we're endlessly pursuing happiness. All those checkboxes, like a dog chasing its tail. So we throw ourselves for this loop constantly. We're constantly being sold on happily ever after. And like, have you checked Instagram lately? Have you checked Facebook? Everybody's happy. We're looking at a fraction of life through a filter as if it were the whole picture. And then we feel incomplete. We feel like something's missing. Like, when is the last time your head hit the pillow at night and you were totally satisfied with everything you got done in your day? I don't know about you, but when I thought about that recently, you know, I've had times in my life when I couldn't even remember, like years and years on end, hitting the pillow at night and not having that feeling of completion and satisfaction of just being able to ease into sleep. That's what happens when you think everybody else's life is good and happy and that you have to busy yourself to get somewhere else. But you can appreciate the good and the happy things you already have. The secret to happiness is wanting what you already have. And most of us don't spend a lot of time practicing doing that. Really thinking about what we have already accomplished, achieved, what we have in our lives that we would choose over and over again, that we would set as our goal. It's already achieved in our lives, but really living in the experience of wanting that. When you want what you have, then you're coming from abundance. When you want what you don't have, that's when you're coming from lack. Can you feel that difference? With so many false pleasures readily available and this impression that everyone else around us is doing so much better than we are, so much happier than we are, right? We put ourselves in what I call a deficit relationship with ourselves, where we're always going into debt with ourselves. We're always taking from ourselves, withholding the experience of joy, happiness in our lives, withholding our own validation, our own self-love, our own self-worth. And it's totally demotivating. We do it to add the pressure to get ourselves to change, but the reverse ends up happening. We keep ourselves stagnating and the same. What you need to know is that our brains are designed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. Those three things. This is what got us out of the cave and into the modern world we live in now. We can see how that served us. But now those same drives are what are keeping so many of us in survival and preventing us from thriving. Seeking pleasure when it's false pleasure is making us stupid, sick, and slow. (laughs) And it's everywhere so easily available. The brain craves instant gratification. So we're overeating, we're overdrinking, overspending, overnetflixing, overworking, overdoing everything in the name of making ourselves feel happy. But then we end up causing ourselves all kinds of problems with our emotional health, 
all kinds of unhappiness. We're avoiding pain to the point of doing what my mentor calls buffering away from anything that could cause us pain, even growing pain. The pain that's necessary to the achievement of the life we want to create, of the goals we want to achieve. We want to change because we're uncomfortable. But we want to change comfortably, so we end up not changing. It's kind of insane. (laughs) But we all do this. And we don't even recognize that we're doing this until we take that step back that gives us the awareness to see what we're doing, to really have perspective on it, as if we're watching the movie of our lives from that third-person perspective. It's not our instinct to take a mindful step back, to separate ourselves out from our lives, to be able to witness what's really going on with us. We want to go, 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 go. We want to be in it, right? We're in a hurry pursuing happiness. So we don't give ourselves the space to process our emotional pain, to be in it and through it. (laughs) We want to just get away from it as quickly as humanly possible, bulldoze through it. And that's not the way that we're able to truly change ourselves or the experience of ourselves. Because here's the thing with our emotions. I heard it said in the context of grief, but I think it's true of any emotion. Someone said, grief is patient. It will always wait for you. And I would say, your emotions are patient. They will always wait for you. Take away the overeating, the overdrinking, the overspending, things that you're telling yourself are making you feel better. There your emotions will be. Whatever you're going to the overeating, the overdrinking, the overspending, all the over, over, over to get away from, it's going to be right there the moment you take those things away. All of it left unprocessed will be there for you to process. Notice what you are doing right now that you are telling yourself that it's because it makes you happy. But really it might be so that you can tolerate your life and not actually feel how you feel about your life. And when you don't feel how you feel about your life, you don't do what's required of you to change your life. Comfort is the enemy of growth, but it is the staple of our culture. Conserving our energy and seeking comfort used to allow us to survive, but we're now doing that to the point of an action Inaction, is what I just said, and laziness. And I don't just mean loafing around like total boobs on our couches, okay? You know how this shows up for me? Instead of tweaking my approach, let's say with my marketing, I tend to just do more of what I think I'm already good at. So I stay in my comfort zone. I do more of the same, expecting a different result, and I procrastinate on taking action when I think the action will be hard or something that I'm not good at. This can lead to so much burnout, so much burnout that we see in our culture, right? My point is that today, we have to do the opposite of what our brains evolved to do. We need to now delay pleasure instead of seeking it. We need to embrace the suck and open up to emotional pain, and we need to generate and purposefully direct our energy instead of trying to preserve it. Is it any wonder 
right? Why change is so freaking hard. Look, there are terrible things that are going to happen in the world that we can't control. And if we believe that the goal is to make ourselves happy in the face of those things, we are going to make ourselves very, very miserable. Doesn't mean that we don't work to make our lives better. But it also doesn't mean that we have to be intolerant of anything that doesn't make us happy. The negative has its place. And when we take the negative and make it purposeful, it liberates us to life. It liberates us to more of the life that we want to be living. Because life includes pain and it includes discomfort. The goal isn't to make everything perfect and unicorns and daisies and butterflies so you can be happy in the face of everything including great loss and tragedy the goal is to grow through what you're going through that includes some pain and this is better than being happy this is being alive because this is what's required of us to experience purpose and fulfillment to experience our own humanity. Not feeling happy does not mean that there's something wrong with us. And this does not mean that we have to change the world or change our lives and we never have to feel unhappy. We can improve and we can make ourselves better, yes. But we don't have to do it from desperation and necessity. We can also do it from possibility, right? We don't have to do it from pressure and scarcity and the resistance of the reality of being in discomfort, which is part of the deal when we want to live a human life, and especially when we want to live a big life. As we improve more things and accumulate more things and achievements, we will also take on more challenges and different challenges and new challenges. There is nowhere to arrive, no magic number where life just magically snaps into place. (laughs) So when you anticipate the struggle, it's much easier to overcome because you don't feel so negative about the negative. You know it's going to be there. You know it's working out exactly as it's supposed to work out when there's some negative there. You don't have to waste so much mental energy feeling bad for yourself and comparing yourself to others and thinking life is unfair should be different than the way that it is right now. You can hold whatever you're going through with compassion and curiosity and understanding instead. And that's how you move forward. If it's where you are, it's where you're meant to be. What's going on in your brain is what will determine how you experience your life and ultimately what your life is. You have to reach for better than happy within that brain of yours to make the changes you want to make. You have to start feeling better now and getting good at making yourself feel better. And part of feeling better is feeling better. That means processing your emotions better. You have to understand how you think so that you're able to do that life sucks sometimes yes (laughs) okay now what you're telling yourself you're fat okay now what (laughs) just agree with yourself and say okay now what next where do we go from here you're not making the money you want to make okay now what agree with yourself and decide how you want to move on what your next steps will be because the more you resist what you're thinking the more it persists 
accept it and move on. You can redecide everything about your life at any moment. And you don't have to feel happy about it in order to accept it. You don't have to. And it would probably be pretty weird if you were happy about, let's say, getting cheated on or screwed over in your business or about any number of the terrible things that happen, like children being sex trafficked, scandals coming out like that, people dying of horrible diseases. We don't want to feel happy about those things. To feel happy about those things would be emotionally unhealthy. We need to acknowledge the whole spectrum of human emotion. That is what it means to be emotionally stable and healthy and to live a full life. To acknowledge the good and the bad. Not view them as so separate, but as enmeshed in one another. Included in one another, like a yin-yang. We need to open ourselves up to the parts of our lives that are other than happy and then decide where we want to go from there. When we let ourselves feel good and bad, when it's not good or bad, then we can start to feel compassion for ourselves and for other people. And it's that compassion that activates the reflex to care, to say enough is enough and start focusing on solutions. That's how we get out of the happiness trap that has most of us stagnating and stuck in the suck. (laughs) So what I want you to do is practice taking that mindful step back from where you think you are. Kind of like when you take off in a plane, how everything starts to look so small. When we're close into the problem, we can't even begin to understand how much bigger we are than the biggest of our problems. You can see the goodness even if you feel like something has gone terribly wrong or you're not where you want to be. Happy, that feeling, that emotion is only a thought away. Only one thought away. And you don't need to be in a hurry to think that thought because that's not what's going to make your life good. Your life is not bad because it doesn't feel good. And some of you think that there's something wrong or that you have to hide yourself if you aren't able to make yourself appear happy all the time and show that to people. Some of you are trying to motivate yourselves with self-loathing. I catch myself doing this too. But no, all of our difficulties and challenges don't make us less of who we are. They make us more of who we are good and bad. They evolve us. This is what makes better possible. A better life possible. Bigger and better emotions possible. Find what is good. Look for what is happy. Include it, but don't limit yourself in the pursuit of it because it's already there. What are you missing out on now by telling yourself you'll be happy when you dot, dot, dot. You'll be happy when you earn a certain living, when you weigh a certain number, right? That I'll be happy when syndrome. When you try to be happy all of the time, you miss out on having a better life right now. It's never all bad. And you need to actively remind yourself of that. 
You're a human being having the human experience. It includes all of the emotions. You don't have to deny the good, the bad, or the ugly. Life is all of the above. And you can love and live it anyway. The way that you want to love and live it, too. All right, so take a breath. Let a worry go and ask yourself, now what? And go do that. I'll talk to you again next week. Hey you. Yes you. Are you ready to overcome your struggle with weight? Once and for all? I want to invite you to join my program, Think Yourself Slim, where you'll learn that losing weight won't solve your problem. Your problem is what's causing the weight gain. I'll help you train your brain to solve the cause, the hardest part, so you can lose the weight the way you plan on living it. Just head over to www.mindbody.academy slash start now and let's start a transformation today.